got, I got, I got, I got loyalty, got royalty inside my DNA. Well, the win streak was going to come to an end at some point. Why not against the best team in the National Basketball Association? Welcome into the Sacramento Kings podcast presented by HoopBall and the HoopBall Podcast Network. I'm your host, Amy Barling, and I thank you, as always, for downloading, subscribing, and for listening. I thank you so much for allowing me and allowing us over here at the HoopBall Podcast Network to be a part of of your Sacramento Kings coverage. The Kings lose tonight 123 to 111. Absolutely nothing to hang your head about tonight if you're a Sacramento Kings fan. We will go over all of the particulars here uh, of the game. Really, it, it was a tale of two quarters. You could, I wouldn't even say it was a tale of two quarters. It was a tale of one quarter and then a two-minute stretch. And if you missed the game, and I understand many of you may have, given that this was a 5 o'clock start, uh, some of you may have still been at work. Some of you may have been commuting. Uh, some of you may have been picking up the kids, out with the kids, extracurricular activities, getting your uh, post-work stuff in. I understand that. No worries, man. We got you covered. Giannis Antetokounmpo did not play tonight as he was out due to the birth of his son. Uh, Marvin Bagley did not play tonight either. He didn't have any babies. Uh, he's still dealing with his foot injury. We'll talk about Marvin Bagley here in just a second. Uh, Rashawn Holmes, uh, he didn't even make the trip which I actually think is fantastic news. Leave Rashawn Holmes at home in Sacramento. Uh, let him uh, continue to rehab his shoulder. Sit him out Wednesday. Just say it right now. We'll hear from Luke Walton here in just a couple of minutes. Hopefully Luke Walton just comes out and says, yeah, no, he's not playing. We're good. He'll be back uh, following the All-Star break because if he was close, uh, what, five or six days ago, obviously he had a poor practice uh, in I rephrase that. He didn't have a poor practice. He, he, his body didn't respond well uh, to a practice. Uh, maybe just best hold him out. You you get an extra, gosh, you don't you don't play Wednesday. What are we looking at? Like an, an extra 10 days? Uh, once you get through all of the all-star festivities, uh, I'm all for that. Get Rashawn Holmes healthy. Uh, it doesn't appear Marvin Bagley is anywhere near returning to the Sacramento Kings lineup as there has been some speculation. Vlade Divac spoke. We uh, didn't do a show following the San Antonio Spurs game, and good for the Kings to get that win. That was their third win in a row. They had been on a win streak of three games uh, leading into tonight's game in Milwaukee. Against, by the way, I believe this was was unofficial, uh, but if you follow the account League Fits on Instagram and Maybe, maybe, maybe I should just nominate this. This was the game of the two ugliest jerseys in the NBA. Those ugly ass red jerseys against a jersey that says Cream City on it. Just the NBA at its absolute worst uh, on display in terms of the uniforms in Milwaukee tonight. But thankfully for all of us, it wasn't at its worst in terms of what we saw on the court. Now, the Sacramento Kings may beg to differ as that first quarter was a disaster. Kings were outscored 38 to 24 in the first quarter and there was very much uh-oh written all over this game. There was very much a okay, well I guess I can just tune out of this one and come back when we get the final score and do a half-ass podcast and listen to Luke Walton cuz this is going to suck. But then the second quarter started and the Kings got going a little bit and even though the Bucks, you know, they're they're the best team in the league. You, you didn't want to see an outing like you saw there in the first quarter. Like that was that was rough, even against the best team in the league. I mean, 38 to 24. First of all, you're giving up 38 points. You're outscored by 14. You're on the road. They're without the reigning, defending most valuable player of the National Basketball Association. And 
just at this point, if you're a Kings fan, you would just, just let me see some fight. Well, we saw it. We saw it in the second quarter. Uh, we saw it in the second quarter and beyond. The Kings, they they started to chip away at this thing a little bit. They went on a run, a 14-6 to run. That brought them within striking different, di- distance. The Kings wound up outscoring the Bucks 34-19 to in the quarter, and that gave them, believe it or not, a 58-57 halftime lead. Now, again... If you were out and about uh, doing all of your normal day-to-day business, I mean, for God's sakes, it's Monday. You're probably at work. Got to pick the kids up doing all that stuff. You want to get caught up on the game? Skip the first quarter. You don't want to see it if you're a Kings fan. Skip the second quarter, even though the Kings played great. And by the way, this was a fantastic coaching job by Luke Walton. Luke Walton recognized something that the Milwaukee Bucks were doing. He recognized what they were doing with Brooke Lopez. He decided to go small. He decided to go small with us. We saw a ton of Corey Joseph in the first half. I think we had 17 Corey Joseph minutes in the first half of basketball. And it wasn't it wasn't Buddy Heald that was leading the way. He had like seven points, and I think five of those came in a in a quick burst in like three possessions toward the end of the half. It wasn't De'Aaron Fox. He had eight points. Bogdan Bogdanovich had two points. He didn't get going until Gosh, I think it was sometime in the third. No, 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 no. It was the offensive juggernaut that is Harrison Barnes that led the way for the Sacramento Kings in the first half. 17 points, 6 of 8 shooting, 3 of 4 from behind the 3. And that small ball that the Kings were playing, that small ball that Luke Walton adjusted to really seemed to kind of frustrate the Milwaukee Bucks. And the question was, okay, well, how are they going to respond to this? Like, how are the Bucks going to answer you know, following halftime. And again, Kings fans, you missed this. Skip the first quarter. Skip the second quarter. Go back and watch the third. The third quarter is as entertaining and as exciting a quarter of basketball as the Kings may have played all year. It was fantastic. It was back and forth. The, remember, the first quarter, the Bucks outscored the Kings 38-24. to 24. In the second quarter, the Kings said, okay, and they outscored the Bucs 34 to 19. Third quarter, Sacramento outscored Milwaukee 32 to 31. And these two teams were going back and forth. It was absolutely fantastic. Eric Bledsoe was playing well. Brooke Lopez was playing well. We mentioned uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich. He got going a little bit. Not a great night for Bogey at all. Not by any stretch of the imagination, but the bulk of his 17 points and the bulk of his offensive impact came in the third quarter. Uh, De'Aaron Fox, a rough night shooting for him. He was 5 of 19. He finished with 17 points. Uh, We mentioned Harrison Barnes. He had 17 points in the first half. That's the good news. The bad news is he only scored six more. Uh, He finished with 23. Nemanja Bialica, he hit a couple of very timely baskets uh, as well, he tried to keep the Sacramento Kings in it at various points. He was only able to score 16. We saw Harry Giles again. He started at the, I I guess, the power forward position or the center position. I don't know. He started. He played 15 minutes. And I thought he played a fine 15 minutes. He was 4 of 6 from the field. He had 8 points to go along with 7 rebounds and, and 2 assists. And I thought Harry Giles was, was fine in his minutes, but it was clear early not that he ever gets a lot of minutes, but he really wasn't going to get a lot of minutes tonight. 
because Luke Walton made the decision that he was going to go small. Corey Joseph played 29. Uh, Buddy Heald, I mentioned him just a few moments ago. No one really had a good shooting night. You know, Buddy was 6 of 12. Uh, Kent Bazemore was 2 of 9. Not, not that you expect great shooting nights from Kent Bazemore, but he had 5 points on 9 shots. That's bad no matter how you look at it. Yogi Ferrell, we had a Yogi Ferrell sighting. Uh, but it didn't go very well for Yogi. He was one of six, uh, 11 points for Yogi. Again, offense wasn't, you know, the name of the game. Ball movement was there. Uh, we saw them really impact the game in the third quarter. Again, go out of your way to see the third quarter if you missed it. We saw their ball movement really, really impact the game, really, really impact their offense. We saw a pickup in pace. Uh, unfortunately, the defense that the Kings were playing in the second quarter kind of went by the wayside in the third, and they were just trading baskets. Again, it's fun, and it's exciting. The bad news for the Kings, as great as that third quarter was, it ended, as did their hopes for the game, as did their hopes for winning the game. And I, I, I swear to you, if you didn't see it, this isn't an exaggeration. The Kings' hopes for winning the game were over within the first two minutes of the fourth quarter. That's how quickly things turned uh, for the Sacramento Kings. They were up two points headed into the fourth quarter, and then all of a sudden, uh, they were down by 11. Just that quick, the Milwaukee Bucks went on a 13-0 run to start the fourth quarter and virtually eliminated any chance that the Sacramento Kings had uh, to win tonight's game. But again, I won't look down and and you know there's some of the intricacies you know Bogey brought the Kings back to, like I don't I don't want to you know be over dramatic here and say the Kings had no shot after they after that 13-0 run they went down by 11. No, they I think they got the game back within 6. There was a stretch where you know I mentioned Bogey he got going in the 3rd. He had a a stretch here in the 4th quarter where he scored five straight baskets after a couple of uh, excuse me not five straight baskets. Five straight points after a couple of really poorly executed offensive possessions by the Milwaukee Bucks. I think we saw one of them, like Brooke Lopez, for reasons known only to Brooke Lopez and maybe perhaps his brother Robin as well. He threw a behind-the-back pass to no one in a Cream City uniform. And the Kings took it and ran the other way. Unfortunately, they weren't able to get anything out of that. De'Aaron, he missed a layup. De'Aaron missed a layup with about... Two minutes, or with about five minutes left, that turned into a five-point swing. He missed the layup. Uh, there was a made basket and a foul at the other end, and that took the Bucks' lead back up to 11. And that's kind of where, again, Kings continued to fight. Nothing about this effort from the Sacramento Kings tonight where it was embarrassing. After that horrible first quarter that they had, they fought their way back into it, in the, in the second quarter. This game, quite simply, boiled down to a two-minute stretch at the start of the fourth quarter in which the Kings were unable to recover from. They needed an entire quarter to recover from the disastrous first quarter that they had, uh, but they couldn't recover in the final nine and a half minutes of the game here. It was an explosive start to the fourth quarter by the Milwaukee Bucks and, and something that uh, no small ball, uh, no rotation. Like once once Milwaukee got ahead, they sensed that they had him 
and they were able to lock them up a little bit more. Whatever was frustrating them with small ball didn't work. To Luke Walton's credit, he tried a couple of other things when that didn't work. We, we, we saw Harry Giles back in there for you know a brief moment. Nothing worked. The Milwaukee Bucks had the Sacramento Kings exactly where they wanted them as this fourth quarter progressed, and that's what this game boiled down to was that two-minute stretch there in the fourth quarter. But again, Kings fans, this was this was a good one. Like, I'm, I'm completely okay with this. There was nothing embarrassing about this. There was nothing to be frustrated about. I mean, you could say, oh, I wish the Sacramento Kings had made more plays. Yeah, sure. We were talking about the best team in the NBA. Yep, Giannis Antetokounmpo isn't there, but this team is still really, really good. As evidence, I think they showed a, a graph uh, during the game that, that showed the, the Bucks' defensive rating when Giannis is there and the Bucks' defensive rating when Giannis isn't there. For those of you who think this is a one-trick pony or a one-trick buck, if you will, is it, when it comes to Milwaukee, nah, man. This is a complete basketball team. They have as deep of a roster as anyone does in the NBA. Like I think the Clippers are loaded in terms of the depth of their roster. And I'm still not sure they're as loaded as Milwaukee is. I mean, those teams in terms of pure depth are one and two. And without Giannis, they're just fine. Uh, missing regular season games, Giannis Antetokounmpo missing regular season games. Not going to be a problem for them. Obviously, you don't want to miss any playoff games, even in the first round. You don't want them missing uh, any games, uh, the, you know, in in you know potential uh, closeout games and series or anything like that. I'm not saying that the Milwaukee Bucks are going to go on and win a championship without Giannis Antetokounmpo. I'm just saying they're a very very good team, even if Giannis isn't in the lineup for one night, uh, as evidence. Uh, by tonight's game is they found other ways to win. They found other guys to turn to, of course, Eric Bledsoe uh, being one of those, as we just mentioned there a couple of moments ago. Brooke Lopez, of course, Chris Middleton. Uh, he's an all-star as well. He got out there. Wesley Matthews, uh, not a bad performance from him, but good stuff all around from the Milwaukee Bucks and good stuff all around from your Sacramento Kings as well as they go to 21-32 and 32 now on the season with just the Dallas Mavericks left before the All-Star break. Rick Carlisle spoke today uh, before the Dallas Mavericks played Utah, uh, saying that he believes uh, Luka Doncic is going to play on Wednesday. Of course, I'm of the mindset similar to what I said about Rashawn Holmes. I don't, I don't know what benefit you get out of playing if you're, if you're, Luca, or if you're Rick Carlisle, if you're Dallas, like maybe you should just sit this one out and take the extra rest. Of course, Luca's not going to get a ton of rest as he is an all star starter. Uh, and maybe that's part of the thinking here is let's just get him back, get him some minutes because he's going to be playing during the all star break, anyways. But the Sacramento Kings, right now, as it stands, are probably going to see Luka Doncic when they take on the Dallas Mavericks coming up on Wednesday to close out the <clears throat> first half of the season there what are we at 53 games now 53 games into the season the game on Wednesday will be the 54th man and as soon as we get man this thing's almost over amazingly the NBA season is already almost over uh, I'm looking at the King stats they were out rebounded by six tonight 55 to 49 the Bucks had a few more assists I'm telling you a ton of these came uh, a ton of these team stat 
shifts came in the fourth quarter, and they came during that two-minute stretch of the fourth quarter. Amazingly, with two lopsided, with a lopsided first quarter and a lopsided second quarter, it wasn't turnovers that did it. Each of them had 13. Here's Luke Walton. De'Aaron's aggressiveness was awesome tonight. I thought he was attacking. I think most nights he'll make more of those, but just his overall... um, drive to get to the to get into the paint and uh and put pressure on their rim for us was really good i thought harrison had a really nice uh showing especially in the first half when we got down of kind of getting us back in and stabilizing us which he does a lot um you know we gave ourselves a chance and and you know, they obviously the start of the fourth quarter really hurt. And the start of the game, I just thought dude, we had too many turnovers that were just unforced, like we, you know, sloppy ones that if you're going to win on the road in the NBA, you can't have. So uh, give them credit. They they kept uh, making shots and making shots, and eventually ours stopped going in, and, and they got a little separation. Um, but, you know, tough, tough fought game for most uh, most of the night. Luke, you went to that small lineup putting Harrison at the five in the first half, and that's kind of what got you back into it. What about that lineup was successful, and then why? what did they do to kind of combat it in the second half? Well, um, <clears throat> it, you know, they guys, they, Brooks, are, he's a tough cover. And, you know, we had – I thought Harry did a good job on him, but Harry got in some foul trouble, and they were getting us some separation. So uh, the way Brooke protects their paint, uh, is what you know is part of the reason they're an elite defensive team. So we were just trying to get, um, you know, get him out of that paint, really, and it worked. And uh, we got back in the game. And it, again, I thought it worked in the second half. We just uh, unfortunately went cold at the wrong time in that fourth quarter, and they uh, they did not. So they kept making shots, but I don't think it, it was the small lineup that uh, didn't work um, as much as it was that we. Uh, you know, we didn't we didn't make the shots that we were making in the first three quarters. How difficult it, is it to, to guard a team that has so many weapons and such depth? I mean, they're obviously missing Giannis, but then you've got Middleton and Bled that step in. Yeah, and, they, and they, look at those are two all-star ca- caliber players, and uh, they do a great job of, of spacing the floor, and uh, that's why it's so important to take on that challenge. You know, if you let them get downhill and 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 make and commit two defenders to them with the, the amount of shooting they have out there they just make you pay and that, ca- that catches up to you by the end of a 48 minute game and I thought at times we did nice jobs tonight I thought our guys really fought um, but when we made mistakes uh, they, they they made us pay well, do you see tendencies when when your threes are falling versus not falling things you guys are, are doing well or not that you think contributes to that um there's you know I wouldn't say the tendencies as much as, as, I mean, sometimes they come with us, I feel like, when the threes aren't falling, we're not penetrating the paint and kicking out. Um, Tonight, that wasn't the case, at least until I'll go back and watch the tape, but I felt like we did a great job of attacking tonight. We just weren't making shots, which is fine. That's going to happen in the NBA, Uh, but that's why it's so important that we continue to value everything else. We don't want to just outscore teams. we got to defend. we got to rebound. we got to take care of the ball, so when nights that we have nights that we aren't making shots, we still give ourselves a chance of winning and right now when we don't make shot I think I think it 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 negatively influences us too much it shouldn't do that you know there's gonna be nights we have to know we'll miss shots and be okay with that and let's go win the game another way am I bugging or where was the Backstreet Boys playing in the background there when Luke Walton started talking 
I'm, 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 this is going to be the first podcast I ever go back and listen to Luke Walton's press conference just to hear if I'm like making, I swear I heard the Backstreet Boys playing when he was, I want to know the context. Like, where was that coming from? Was that coming from the arena? Was it coming from a locker room? Is that what the media listens to after the game? I'm fixated on this. Kings lose tonight, 123-111. No reason to be down on the team's performance, though. They had a a really good second quarter, an incredibly exciting third quarter. They tried to get themselves back into it in the fourth, but it just didn't work. Uh, Too many missed shots, as Luke Walton just talked about right there. There was a couple of shots. There was one from Nemanja. There was one from Bogey. There was a couple of layups from from De'Aaron that they, those shots that look like they're halfway down, and then they pop back out. Uh, Just... The way the ball bounces, G, that's kind of the way it was uh, for the Sacramento Kings in the fourth quarter tonight. But again, no reason to be down. I don't know why I keep saying, but again, but again, but again, I guess I'm just repeating myself, which means it's time to go home. Kings lose tonight, 123 to 111. They move to 21 and 32 on the season. One last game before the All-Star break this weekend. They will be in Dallas coming up on Wednesday. Of course, we will have coverage for you immediately following that game here on the Sacramento Kings podcast presented by HoopBall and the HoopBall Podcast Network. If you're not yet a subscriber, please become one. If you haven't left a rating or a review, please do so. And if you want to drop us a note and tell us what you think of the show, you can do that on the text line as well. 916-888-5898. We'll see you Wednesday night for more of the Sacramento Kings podcast.